Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 472nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my, according to Random Adjective Generator, powerful co-host. Ooh. We've got P. McGee. Hello. And Claude Nine, the dynamic duo from uh, your favorite... uh, your favorite Pokemon, Pokemon of the episode YouTube series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. And yes, uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. And the Royal We. The Royal We. Uh, we talk everything here from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. Uh, not the anime so much. I mean, yeah. how much? How we much do, do we an talk episode about? here and there? Every every once in a while, every once in a while, uh, <laughs> I don't mind talking about it, but like I'm not gonna review the TV show, you know. Like I, that's not who I am. We keep tabs. We keep tabs. That's true. If there's something we just don't interesting, talk about it. like we know about it, we know it exists. Yeah, the show totally exists, guys. I promise. Yeah, some people watch it. I promise you that the Pokemon anime does in fact exist. <laughs> uh, I can promise oh, you that. Well, that's good. Yes, I, I promise. So, with that, though, I don't know. Uh, anything been going on in your worlds? Anything interesting? Anything cool? I guess Christmas is this week, too. Christmas yeah, is Friday. It's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is Friday. Oh, gosh. That's so close. I'm sure we're all traveling very far on airplanes and boats and... I, I have a five-hour car ride I to get apologize. to my destination. I've got I a five-foot walk from my bed to my couch. Right wow. Christmas tree. I'm looking Ooh. forward to it on Christmas Day. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm not going to go see my my family unfortunately due to the due to the year. Uh I'll be around. So there might be some puckly things that happen that those days. Keep your eye out on the Discord server. Finger guns. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, keep your keep your eyes out for that. Maybe there'll be mm-hmm. some things because I'm not going home for Christmas. It was really bad. Like, I, I called my mom up to be like, oh, I'm not coming. We're probably not coming home because there's some issues with, like, if we travel and then our work finds out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, one of us might be forced to quarantine. So Thatch won't be home Yeah, so like, so, like, month. I was trying to relax. I was trying to relax after that very stressful conversation with my very family-oriented mother. And uh, then I was just like, yeah, Alexa, just, like, play Spotify or whatever. 
and it starts playing like I'll be home for Christmas. I'm like, let's not. Uh, <laughs> let's not do that. Huh? Perfect timing. Thank you, Alexa. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, way to guilt trip me, Echo. I'm not a big fan of this. <laughs> <laughs> not a big fan. Yeah, it's it's been it's been I mean, it's a rough year for everybody. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, this show comes out after it, but the Puckle Showdown's happening today. So I'm kind of hoping that spreads like a little bit of cheer to other people, because I'm sure I'm not the only person in these in the in this position, nor other people. Uh, Claude is not Claude's not in this position. He's going to go drive five hours somewhere. Yeah, to basically girlfriend's parents place. I haven't yeah, seen my actual family in over a year. Thank you, COVID. Oh, that's great. That's a cool sign. Yeah. Uh, I, I uncomfortably had them over for Thanksgiving, had my family, I hosted Thanksgiving this year. And did you make the turkey? Uh, no, we made my dad do it. So (laughs) (laughs) we, we were pretty much like, we're going to do everything but the turkey. So we did everything but the turkey. And they did the tur- they brought the turkey, did the turkey. Because we don't actually own like the pan that's big enough to hold the turkey to actually cook it in the uh, oven. <laughs> we don't actually own one. <laughs> so we just asked them to bring it back. We just do a crock pot. Uh so with five people, we ended the well, we bought I think the turkey my parents bought was way too big for the number of people we had. I was about to say, my wife and I just had two and we still had so much left over. And it was only like it was like an eight pound turkey. Yeah, we had we had so much food left over. I we ate the same food for about five days. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of food, but it was nice because we didn't have to buy any more food for five days. This is true. Yeah, that, that, that is true. I'll tell you right now. Like one of my most stressful things is just going out to like the grocery store right now. I I'm already really bad in crowds. Like I mm-hmm. went like if I go out and to some like Disney World is awful. Oh, that sounds I, like hell. I I believe it. Uh, I I hate being in large crowds. It's just too many people. And so, like, I already have that. But then you're just like, oh, by the way, you could catch an illness that maybe you won't die from, but you could pass to somebody who'll die from it. <laughs> and and so, like, you put that all together and it's like, but I need food. And it's like, yeah, go to the grocery store. And then, like, a bunch of people are running around, some not wearing masks, even though they're supposed to. And it's uh, it, I, I it's haven't a experienced that yet. Like, oh, I've not seen lucky. anyone out in public not wear a mask, which is at least oh. kind of good. I feel like that's evidence of where you live. Which is yeah. uh, Texas. I feel like people can pinpoint where you live now based on that. You said Texas. On now you're just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if people listen to the show, they, they'll know where I live. People are mm-hmm. mindful of where of of other people's uh, of other people's personal space and health. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just be safe. Just be safe. That's all I can recommend for anybody. But. Uh, I mean, Pokemon-wise, I, uh, I'm i very excited. We'll talk more about it in the news, but Players Cup 3 got announced, so I, I'm actually going to try to participate in that one. So I've been prepping for Ooh. that. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm pumped for it. I mean, it's probably going to be a new meta when it, when it happens. Cause it's no, 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 no. Well, Oh, no, wait, it's the same one still, right? It carries through? They announced it as Series 7 still. Series 7 oh. is going to last until the end of January. Well, then I'm good to go. I'll use mm-hmm. my Fall League team, and I'll take a try at it. Yeah, I I need to sit down and build a team. Right now I'm kind of just I'm I'm testing everything to one learn how everything that's popular Works. is working yeah. and mm-hmm. two to see what I like. I wish there was a double gun tank team then I'd go go ham. <laughs> that's what I Probably that's what is. I did when I was really into it back in 2015. This 2015 mm-hmm. pre-incident or not 2015, 2018. 2018 pre-incineroar. Was this when you won the regional? Uh, got fifteenth place at Collinsville. Fifteenth place, fifteenth place in Collinsville. Fifteenth place, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I was really I was really into that meta and I was actually halfway decent at it. I want to get back to that. I actually really like Series 7 right now. I think this is a really good one. It's much more balanced than I thought it would be. I was very scared that we were going to see Lando and take over again and we we're going to see some new form of chalk. And that just didn't happen. You don't even see Heatran. Eh, well, it's kind of trick room based. Like either That's you right. run trick room or you have like anti counter measures. I would say Trick Room is far more prominent this year than it ever has been in VGC, which is cool. I, I like seeing Trick Room work, mm-hmm. and I like seeing it play a bigger role. I mean, and Didi makes it so easy to do. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that. You just redirect everything. Yeah, but if you check out the poke of the episode from last week, we have a fun <laughs> anti-Trick Room with Mesprit. It's next week. It's no, oh, it's next week. Never mind. Yeah. Wow. Not this Claude. week, but next wow. week. Wow. I'm get excited this, for after we, Christmas. We did this yesterday or two days <laughs> wow, ago. Wow, Claude. Wow. Get your times <laughs> right. Get your schedule right. We're professionals here. <laughs> we are? We're for, no. Oh my. <laughs> no, we're, not. we're professionals here. We're running the Pokemon content network, okay? We're we're doing all this crazy stuff. <laughs> Egad. Oh man, I don't know. Yeah. I guess we've been doing our thing. But I think this is a good this is a good time as any to kick it on over though to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. Just in. And welcome to the news. The news is pretty silent because it's cr- week of Christmas and uh, TPCI really does not want to drop news right before Christmas. Makes sense. So in the news, uh, if you signed up for the Zarud code, it should have already been given out. Please go claim it. I'm a little upset because I've been signed up for the newsletter forever and I didn't get it. And if I, I probably did and I probably deleted it because I don't read the newsletter. <laughs> well, there you go. Because I usually know everything. I'm a little upset about that, but it, yeah, say lovey. It'll be fine. You can claim that code until March 31st, 2021. This is obviously working well in the US, France, Germany, and Italy. They're also doing it in the UK because in the UK, they weren't doing it this way. They were doing it through game, like on their website, which is really weird. Oh, I'm so sorry, UK. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. I'm sure it's because somebody gave them money to do it. I, oh, I am almost certain oh, sure. that GameStop was just like, hey, we're bleeding. Please give us this. <laughs> give me. We, I we please this. give me. I would like, please. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Moving on, though, to uh, I, Claude, just just take it. You, you've got the you've got the things highlighted. Oh, uh, uh, all right. <laughs> cool. I guess. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Take it, clock. Go. Uh, so nothing happened this week. So keep an eye out for Christmas. Uh, keep an eye out for Christmas weekend for any potential uh, special raid events. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do anything yet. I I was yeah, expecting like a deli bird no or something raids. this week. Yeah, that would have been fun. I mean, I can. It kind of makes sense because like this next side will be the day after Christmas, so more people will have Pokemon Sword and Shield, obviously, and so yeah, and theoretically yeah. participate. Yeah, it would be really cool to have that like we'll the first week that you're playing or something like that. I I could see that. Yeah, I could see it. All right, yeah. And then uh, the TCG is introducing Urshifu along with a new battle styles features, where within uh, certain newly released cards, as well as each Urshifu form, will have a battle style imprinted onto the card. 
These allow for various effects that will synergize with other cards with the same battle style. It's aimed at promoting a new style of deck building coming to the U.S. Mm -hmm. in March. Uh, There's also a Empoleon V. And so the internet's just like, Diamond and Pearl remakes, question mark? We'll know more I mean, we'll know in February, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure we'll know If they're going to release a game, they always announce it at some point in the beginning of the year. No, that's not true. I, I've seen I've seen like April and May announcements. I think that's for Oris was like April or May. So if you look at, hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's usually a new generations announced early in the year. Uh, if it's a remake, it's not. The remakes and like Ultra Sun Ultra Moon have been announced later in the year. It's typically May or June. Yeah, it, it's not cool, but it happens. But fact, it, it, it's <laughs> Empoleon V, not Mega Empoleon V. What does that mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still personally, I think if they want to suck all the money out of my wallet, they should just do DLC and a Diamond Pro remake and I'll buy it all. The DLC with oh, Mega yeah. Evolution? Dude, that's okay. So somebody was talking like the re- the thing that got me and I'll, this is the last time I'll say it this episode because I want to talk. I want to keep it light. But the thing that got me was they did all the legendaries already in in Sword and Shield, and they're just like, well, how do you t- top that? That's like how they usually finish the generations with the third version. And I'm like, that's true, and I don't disagree with you. But you know, the one thing that could top that it's Megas. Mm-hmm. You bring back Megas yes. in a DLC, and that tops any legendaries ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just kind of collect most of the legendaries. They can't really do yeah, exactly in terms of playing exactly. With them. But but the Megas, Megas, you can do a lot. Yeah. With. And they left out Ampharos. Okay, Ampharos yeah. is still missing. And Houndoom. And Houndoom, and Camerupt, and Medicham, and... Oh, uh, good times. There's a couple. There's there's eight I, missing, I think. See, I want uh, them to bring back a singular Z-Crystal as, like, an item, but when you try and use it, it says, ah, oh, you can't use this in this area. Mmm, that'd be cute. <laughs> call back to the mistake they made of Z-Moves. No, I don't think it's a mistake. I So, I really like, in the games, I really like... Z-moves being a regional mechanic, kind of like how Dynamax has been set up to be a regional mechanic. Yeah. Because both of them are so based in their respective regions. Like, Z-moves are just like, this is a cultural thing in Alola. Yeah. And Dynamax is like, this yeah, is yeah. a cultural thing in Galar. And I like that. Megas, Megas, Megas didn't have that because they didn't think that far ahead when they put Megas in the game. Exactly. Yeah, they span and too many regions. They need to do something with Gen 4 and Gen 2 starters. They got no love. Oh, man, right? I, I'm hoping that that's what we get. I'm hoping that's what we get soon. And I, I also think that the non-inclusion of half of the starters in Sword and Shield is definitely intentional. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's 100% intentional. Where is Greninja? Not that I want him, but, like, why is the most popular Pokemon Why is not Greninja the not there? Why it's so is... they can advertise it for whatever they're doing next. <laughs> Surprise, it's X exactly. and Y remakes. I would be okay with that. Also, if you look at regional dexes that overlap the most with the 200-some missing Pokemon, X and Y wins. Well, there we go. We we know what uh, it is. Oh, that's right. Out. You and Sigma did. Like, I I sat that. down and looked through the whole thing because Sigma and I were talking about it. And I looked through it and because he he's on he's been on this bro- boat of like Oras DX question mark because in the well because in the home code <laughs> there's like this Oras DX thing. So he's just like maybe Oras DX is what's happening. And I'm like I wouldn't be against that. But if you look at the Pokemon in Oras, I think it overlaps less than with the Pokemon available just in the base regional decks of X and Y. I just want a game where Glamy I was catchable. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? Regularly okay, catchable? Okay, it's become like a meme in the Pokemon community and... It's been like 15 Diamond years. Diamond and Pearl remakes are the number one way to do it. It, it really is. I, I was just saying, like, the last time it was catchable was like Oris, but like that was with like those mystery islands. It was on a Mirage Island. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, like a naturally obtainable way. I don't think, I think it was, I think it was legitimately only catchable in Pearl 2. I think it was left out of Platinum. I think um, it was too. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I think it was left. <laughs> I think it was one of those Pokemon because when you get the third version, there's always some Pokemon that are left out. Like in Yellow, it's Weedle, and I think Glammeow is left out of Platinum. But all right, tell us about Players Cup, McGee. Um, but this one is actually Players Cup three, which has been announced and will uh, once again prom- once again be promoting TCG and VGC formats. And then for whatever reason, they've decided to bring Pokken back because I believe they excluded it from the last Players Cup. They did. Okay, they did. Uh, they did. Good. They did. Um, I don't know why. They're bringing it back. <laughs> I don't I didn't know. Realize people uh, still played Pokken. So the online. They don't. That's the point. <laughs> There's. If you play Pokken, you're going to the finals. Yeah, pretty much. Kinda, it's pretty much kind of where it's at. I think one year they struggled to get like the 64 participants or something they needed for a North American for the North American International Challenge or something like that. Oh yeah. God. Um, uh, so the VGC quali- online qualifiers will be January 15th through the 17th. And again, the top 256 in North America, Europe, and Latin America will advance as well as the top 128 in Oceania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for those, those regionals for that will be in March and the global finals, I believe, are April 10th and 11th. Uh, TCG has the online qualifiers on the January 26th, might be the 26th or 28th. Um, they have their own regional finals sometime in March and then the same date for the uh, global finals. And if you play Pokken, uh, you can email us and tell us about that, but we're not going to tell you those dates. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's what we'll do. Come to the Discord server. Yeah. So Glammeow is one of the Pokemon that was left out of Platinum. Also, sadly, Stunky. <gasps> Stunky! Murkrow and Mischievous were both missing, which is kind of weird. Stunky was also a Diamond exclusive. Did you know that? I did. Because it was Stunky and Glammeow or the... Yeah, they're, they're, so so both Stunky oh. and Glammeow yeah, didn't make it to Platinum. That's weird they took out both version exclusives. Yeah, it's yeah, weird that they took out version exclusives, period, from Diamond and Pearl. But weren't they both catchable in, like, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver? Uh, Glammeow like, like, and Perugly? The raids or something? Or? No, Glammeow uh, and Stunky were not, no. Really? Not even through the, like, okay. uh, nope. swarms? Mm-mm. Post-game? Are you sure? Nope. Yes. That's... Uh, it's like a running joke with Glammeow. I, I just assume Glammeow hasn't been catchable anywhere normal. Glammeow's been catchable in, like, two games. It's really bad. One of them being Pokemon Go. No, no, no. One of them being... I guess you can get one in Pokemon <laughs> Go now. Uh, which They're harder to find than they should be. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get let's get this over with. Uh, I'm very excited for Players Cup 3, though. I'm gonna I'm actually going to participate. Oh, yeah, it's Series 7, too. Yeah, it's Series, uh, 7. Series 7. I like, I like this. I hope they keep these when they bring regionals back, by the way. I hope they do that. I think it'd be really, really fun. Oh, yeah. All right. So in Pokemon Go news, there's a holiday 2020. Yeah, there's a holidays 2020 event, which features various ice type Pokemon and will introduce the Vanellite line. to The Vanellite line hasn't been in Go. Yeah, they're still they're still putting out Gen 5. We we brought Gen 6 Pokemon um, in, but we're bringing in Gen 5. I didn't know that Gen 5 wasn't done. Yeah, okay. I don't think uh, the Volcarona line's in the game yet either. Man, that's so confusing to me. That's so confusing. Oh man! Po- well, they ki- I, they kind of need, need to do some it. overlap they because need Gen Six only has like because mm-hmm. Gen Six only has like sixty nine, and if they want to sit on that for a yep. year, they still need things to roll out from Gen Five. Oh yeah, they need to do a very slow rollout with Gen Six. <laughs> yeah, and this will run until the end of the year. Shiny Jinx is now available. New costumes for your avatar. Ooh. Oh boy, costume Pikachu. Ooh, Ooh. costume Delibird, and a costumed Cubchoo. Additionally, there are also multiple event bonuses, December 22nd and 23rd, two times raid experience. December 24th and 25th, you know the days that everybody goes out to play Pokemon Go, two times catch candy. (laughs) December 26th and 27th, two times star piece duration. 
um, in, and December 28th and 29th, two times lucky egg duration and December 30th and 31st, two times catch stardust. Yeah. M- make Wonderful. sure you finish your shiny Celebi research because it can be transferred to Pokemon Home. Yay. And now let's take the next yeah. five to ten minutes and talk about the Go Battle League. Let's not. Okay. Moving on. Put <laughs> <laughs> uh, <pop> cool news. <laughs> Our survey's still going on. Please, if you could, take a couple minutes to fill it out if you haven't already. If we get 150 uh, responses, we're going to go ahead and give away a shiny Genesect on the Discord on December 31st and also January 1st. So make sure you do that if you want that giveaway to happen. I don't know how many responses there are. I'm not looking until then. Mostly so people we can get as many responses as possible because the more responses we get, the easier it is to understand what direction you guys want to see us go. Like the news. We've listened. Yeah, like the news. Yeah, we listen to that. So I, I think that's something that we would like to see what you guys are thinking, and it helps us change the show for the better and make a better product for you guys. Um, also, Puckle Showdown happened over the weekend. Stay tuned for the video like we talked about. And I know Claude's got a small piece. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'll probably hear the ad as well at some point during the podcast. But uh, if you're interested in Draft League or participating in PDL, Puckle Draft League Season 5, applications are open until January 3rd. Uh, this will be the last time it's going to be advertised on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, come sign up. We're friendly. We'll answer your questions. It'll be a good time. Lots of yep. fun. And I think around the 31st, we're also going to do a stream responding to some of those survey results as well, just to kind of give a breakdown because Perfect. a lot of things are logistical and I want to just break it down because some people might get frustrated like, oh, hey, I sent in this suggestion and you guys didn't even listen to it. And yeah, maybe we can't split the podcast up into six 15 minute shows to accommodate your the length of your walk <laughs> or something, but... I mean, those those are the kinds of things I'd like to discuss and just let you guys know. On that note, though, we're going to kick it on over to Puggles Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Poke Quiz. The part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to the quiz. Thank you for reading the rules to us, Mark of the Dark Sparse Gang. We're going to get started then with question number one. Our first question is going to come to us from Sleeve. And he wants to know, Legendaries caught in Generation 6 and 7 cannot have hidden power of a certain type. What is that type? Fairy? So I believe there's two answers to this, <laughs> but... Uh, I, I would not take Fairy as an answer since okay, hidden power is so the answer is fighting. Type. Yeah. Okay, if you know the answer is fighting. They have to have three 31 IVs, and you can't have zeros and everything, ah. which is how you get fighting. All right, hidden power fighting is correct. And it's just like Claude Thanks, said, Claude. do the calculation that determines the type. The fact that all legendaries caught in Gen 6 onwards have at least three IVs or 31s, it is impossible for their hidden power type to ever be fighting. Yeah, it's sad. So though. that is one point for you guys. You guys are one for one. Our next question is going to come from... I don't know how to say this person's name. Alora Flamimola Alola. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Okay. I know who this is. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just don't know how to pronounce the name. It's fine. Oh, wait. It's like Alolora of... Oh, wait. Uh, Alomomola? I'm, I'm done. I'm it's done. like Alomomola, no. but it's it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. No, you're done. Okay, we're done. He wants to know, or she wants to know, which ice-type gym leader is the only gym leader who forfeited to Ash? Oh, this is what you meant by anime question. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. All right. So there are Gen 2 has an ice type, Gen 4 Price. has an ice type, Gen 6 has an ice type. Does Gen 7 have an ice type? No, because Gen 8 does. And Gen 8, but he hasn't, he hasn't fight the Gen yeah. 8 gym leader. So there's yet. Price. So it's either Price, Candace, or Wolfric. There's Bryce in Gen 5. Or there's Bryce? Something like that. There's an ice guy in Gen 5. It's like Bryce or something like I that. I thought he was think... lead 4. I couldn't entirely be No, right. no, no. There's a, there's an ice area. Cause you don't face him in black, black 2, white 2. He's only in black and white. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't think it was Price. I'm trying to remember the battles that I remember seeing. Part of me thinks it was Wolfric just because I feel like he fought part of the battle and then just forfeited, but I could entirely be wrong. I'll trust you on it. I, I, I have absolutely no idea. So this is- I, the only thing I'm thinking is it would be weird if he got his last gym battle by gym badge by forfeit. Yeah, that's the only thing that seems odd. But I didn't watch the Gen Six anime, so I don't know. I don't remember it being Candice because I don't remember. It's been so long since I watched Gen Four anime. To be fair, that's the low point of the anime. Exactly. <laughs> I never watched Gen 5, so I have absolutely no idea if it was. All right. So we got like a 33% chance at this. I don't think it was Price. Hours. I really don't think it was Price, but it could have been yeah. Price. Now that I... Oh my god. I'm going to need an answer. I mean, we could use our hint at this point, or we could just take a stab. All right. I'm going to say Wolfric, just because I don't I don't know why, but I want to say it's Wolfric. I'll double down with Claude. Wolfric is incorrect. The answer uh, no. is Price. No! <laughs> of course it is. This was because his Piloswine had enough and was tired. Um, it, uh, yeah. Sleepy Piloswine. He fought. Yeah. He lost. That's not really a forfeit. Anime physics took over because he saw his th- ground type take a thunder and a thunderbolt while surrounded in water. And because anime physics, he forfeited. <laughs> <laughs> did he forfeit or did he lose? He forfeited. So, like, the, the pilot swimmer was going to lose, but then Price forfeited. That sounds like he lost anyways. It's like how when we do Poker the episode, they just cancel the battle when we're about to yeah, win. Yeah, that's what happened. He canceled the yeah, battle. Yeah, can't get any KOs. All right. Well, you guys are one for two. Your next question is your Pokedex question. Your Pokedex question this week is going to come from Pokemaster. It's Pokemon Shield Dex Entry states, it's a digger, using its claws to burrow through the ground. It causes damage to vegetable crops. So many farmers have little love for it. Who's that Pokemon? Why do I want to say it's Diggersby? <laughs> I mean, it seems like it could be more like the Sandshrew line. Oh, claws. Maybe. They don't have claws. Well, there's also the Drillbur line. I-, I feel like it's like a mole vole kind yeah. of thing going on. I can totally see, like, a Sandshrew or... A Drillbur or something like that. Like, I feel like it's one of the two, but I'm not sure which because, I mean, Drillbur is literally the Sandshrew of Generation 5. Like, that's... Yep, it's better, though. It's better, but, like, in terms of design, like, it's just, like, it's just the design. I think we have to go with Drillbur because it said Pokemon Shield, and that means it was in the original decks, and I don't think Sandshrew was in the original. But didn't the Isle of Armor ones count towards... Yes. Yeah. Yes, but I'm not counting that because... That's on the Isle of Armor, and there weren't farmers there, but there were farmers in regular base shield. All right. We'll do Drillber. <laughs> and smile. Drillber is correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you guys got two points for that. I'll take it. You guys got two points for that. Good for you. You didn't need the hint. 
All right. So your next question is your multi-answer question. That means that these questions have more than one answer because God forbid they only give me one with only two answers anymore. It's always like <laughs> seven answers to this question. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one's going to be from Dragon Burns. <laughs> there are eight answers. You can get three points. For okay. the first three answers you give me, that's one point. For the second three answers you give me, it is two points. And for the last two answers you give me, that's three. You will need to lock in every single answer. After you get two incorrect, it is game over and we stop. All right, wow. let's do this. As of Generation 8, there are eight abilities that block the effect of Intimidate. What are they? Okay. Uh, scrappy, lock it in. Mm-hmm. That's one. Inner Focus is two. Inner Focus, lock it in. Learned that lesson. Ding, ding, ding. That yep. is correct. I feel like Keen Eye is one of them. I don't know about Keen Eyes. Um, I mean, technically neutralizing gas. I mean, do we want to do like the ones that block it like clear body? Clear body blocks it. These are ones that didn't have like that had the effect beforehand, like hypercutter prevented, I think, attack drops. White smoke on Torkoal yeah. prevented stat drops. Yep. Didn't Keen Those are the only Did ones Keen I can think of. Or am I wrong? I don't know about Kenai. I, I do know Clear Body. Let's lock it in. Yeah, Clear Body is for sure. That is correct. That is three. So that is one point. Okay, then I'm going to say the other You've ones. said Scrappy, yeah. Inner Focus, and Clear Body so far. Uh, I want to say Hypercutter, because I know that that prevented attack drops. That's fine. Are you locking that in? I'm going to lock in Hypercutter. Hypercutter is correct. That is four. And then White Smoke, which is basically Clear Body for Torkoal. Okay, lock it in. Lock it in. That is correct. That is five. Wasn't there like a full metal body or something like that? Oh, yeah. I think it was full metal body. Yeah, because Sogaleo has a slightly differently named ability, but it does the same thing as clear body. Let, let's say that. What, what, what did you say? Full metal body? Full metal body, something like that? Yeah. I think that's very close to the name. Close enough. We'll lock it in. Good enough. Let's lock it in. That is correct. There are two more. You are at two points, and you have zero incorrect so far. <sighs> okay. Um. What else blocked Intimidate? I'm telling you, neutralizing gas doesn't let it happen. Yeah, neutralizing gas would stop Intimidate. Yeah, lock that in. You know what? I'll take it. It's not on the list, but I'll take it because I agree. Okay. There's technically nine answers, but I'll take it. I only need one more. Okay. All right, all right. What else blocks abilities now? I do not think it's Kenai. I really don't. Kenai is just accuracy. Okay, that's fine. A lot of that got retrofitted in Generation 8, and I'm trying to remember what was the other ones. Oh, Um, oh, what was it? It was one that made sense because it happened with a uh, Mammoth Swine. uh, Oblivious? I think it's Oblivious because they're oblivious to the Intimidate. Okay, we can walk on Oblivious. Oblivious is correct. That gives you guys eight. The other answer that I was provided is Own Tempo. Ah. There we go. All right, great. They don't count neutralizing gas as it turns off the ability. It doesn't stop the effect, but that's fine. It's a weird distinction. The notes that Liger gave me say, I'll leave it up to you decided. (laughs) I decided. So that gives you guys three points. So you guys, uh, two, three, five, six. You're at six for four. You can get seven here and you still have the hint. Don't forget. Yeah. All right. So your next question is going to be from Liger himself. What normal type Pokemon has the lowest base stat total? Just lowest base stat total in general? Okay, this Pokemon has two types. It's normal and something else. Okay. Lowest base stat total for a normal type? I, I know the answer, but I'll let me get Is it just... Igglybuff? No. Something worse than Igglybuff. But you're right, it is a baby Pokemon. Azuril? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm almost positive it's Azuril because they had to make, like, use the huge power. So every, all of its stats are, like, minuscule. I swear to God, if it's Igglybuff, I'm going to be angry. <laughs> but we'll lock in Azuril. <laughs> Igglybuff has, like, a 70 or 80 base HP. That's way too high. I'm, like, 90% sure it's Azuril. We'll say Azuril, then. Azuril is correct. Azuril uh, has a phew. base stat total of 190. Next is Igglybuff at 210. Okay. You were close. Followed up by Centred at 215 and then Happini at 220. 
You were close, Mickey. What is Igly Buff's base HP? I don't know. I just have the base stat total in front of me. What are you? Right, fine. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to know like how high it was because that's what skews it up. What are you looking at me for? You guys got seven points today, though, so that's pretty good. All right. And I didn't give you any free hints. Let it be noted. I gave you no free hints. Yeah, we were efficient. We did Let, it. We're wrong. Let everybody know no free hints that that gave you guys, and you got seven. All right, McGee, virtual high five. Yeah. It does change up the standings pretty significantly. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to run the sort function on Excel. First place, we have Whimsicott with 21 points. In second place, we have Dr. Shamu with 15 points. In third place, we have a two-way tie for with 14 points. We have Linian and P. McGee. In fifth place, we have Claude with 13 points. In sixth place, Jushiro and Seth Bilo are tied for 11th. Sigma is in eighth place with eight. Sublime is in ninth place with six. And Basket has yet to get on the board. You guys are in that race to that $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. So we'll see how that goes. See who gets there. See who wins. Until then, guys, we are going to kick it on over to the topic. And we have another iTunes review this week from SuperCatGX. He says, Godly five stars, best Pokemon podcast ever. Well, thank you for that, Supercat GX. If you want your review read on the show, just go ahead, drop it on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. But until then, we're going on to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is building a holiday Pokemon DLC. I, I thought it would be fun just to kind of go through and pick out some of our favorite things from past games and things we think they could add to a DLC to make it more holiday-themed. I think of Animal Crossing all the time when I want a video game that celebrates holidays well. I honestly, I would 100% be into a Pokemon game that somehow fused some Animal Crossing into it. If anything, just by more events based on the time of year. I'm a huge sucker for that. Well, that's, they could do the whole like Animal Crossing is except that's your secret base type mm. thing where... You can go and collect different pieces and like stuff for your secret base, which is basically your house. So they could do that, but I wouldn't find that as satisfying as going to like Motostoke and then being like, it's egg day. Here, have an egg. I'm just saying like, that's where the like your house aspect comes in. From oh, I don't care about the your house aspect. I care about the event aspect, if that makes sense. Oh, so you just want more like... I want more time-based like, events. Seasonal events, yeah. So... Yeah. So, I mean, while we're on the topic of, like, holiday, wintery-themed DLC, I mean, Crown Tundra, one, I think that's, like, let's take Crown Tundra as the base, almost, for that. At least the snowy parts of Crown Tundra. I liked Crown Tundra. I did, too. My favorite part, straight up, was the little town that they put in the wild area. Yeah. And I want, one, I want more of that in the future, please. I think you need one of those. Like, you need your, like, snowy cabins that are going to be there, but put some lights on them. Put some put some Christmas lights up. Yeah. Yeah. I want, like, more of, like, a snowy oasis kind of thing. Not, like, oasis isn't the right word, but, like, I like, I want, like, a really cool spot you get to, like, in the middle of, like, this whole oh. tundra that's just, like, really, like, because, so... When I played Gen 4, the thing that always sticks in my memory is how brutal those snow routes were. Because you had to go through, like, the mountain to get to the snow routes. And then you yep. had to go through these two super long snow routes before you end up in, like, Snow Point City. And it just yeah. felt like such a, like, it was such an accomplishment, it felt like, as, like, a 10-year-old. When you went through all of those routes, taking hail damage every time you got in a battle, facing a bunch of trainers, getting a little lost. And then you got to that spot. Snowpoint City, and it felt really cool. I want that feeling. Honestly, I just want something like that route in 3D, and maybe we'll get it. Yeah. I think that route in general is one of my favorite routes in Pokemon. I don't, I can't think of routes I appreciate more outside of just like the Route 1 music from 
Gen 1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, mostly out of nostalgia. That route, I think, is probably one of my favorite routes in Pokemon. And that's weird saying that because I never thought until I thought real hard about places that aren't towns in Pokemon that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that route specifically is my favorite because... Yeah. It's just full of snow. It's really interesting. Also, what's really cool about that, by the way, um, in Diamond and Pearl, I'm not sure how many people are aware of this, but on certain days, the snow in Snow Point City actually changes. It's not just snow. It's called Diamond Dust. Oh, yeah. I know they do it for Junichi Masuda's birthday, and I think it also happens to your birthday as well. It's really, really interesting. It it changes, and it looks pretty. It's just an aesthetic effect. I don't know if it causes, because I don't think it's out on the um, actual route next to it, so I don't think it affects hail or anything. But mm-hmm. it's really cool. I'm a big fan of it. See, I'm a big fan of that route because when I first learned EV training back in Gen 4, mm-hmm. bingo card. Um, hey, you got to say it this time. I got to say it, yeah. <laughs> um, that's where I used to go to, like, fight nothing but, like, Sneasels to, like, mm-hmm. get that attack. Because oh. I remember just being like, oh, cool, I have this Blaziken or this Infernape. Let me just mock punch everything I see. And everything would just mm. drop. And I wouldn't take Kale damage because it wouldn't last a full turn. This is true. So Diamond Dust happens a lot. It also happens in Mount Silver, in Harkosal Silver. That's cool. It happens on January 12th, which is Junichi Masuda's birthday. It happens on the release of Red and Green on February 27th. Happens on February 29th because it's just a leap day. That's the only reason. (laughs) Happens once every four years, yeah. March 15th, it happens because of the Ide of March. March 31st, it just happens and there's no reason given. (laughs) (laughs) April 22nd, it comes. It, it does it because that's the release day of Diamond and Pearl in North America and also Earth Day. Okay. May 1st, it happens because that's the re- release of Emerald in North America. Also May Day and International Workers Day, but it's probably because of the release of Emerald. And September 2nd, because it's VJ Day. I don't know what that is. Um, Victory over Japan. It is. that. That's what it is. Victory over Japan. I am very bad. September 20, 20th, okay. it does it again because it's Sarah... Sarah uh, Nato Cheney's birthday. She is the American voice actri- actress for Ash currently. She was the one after um, Veronica. Oh my Taylor? gosh, I forget. What would she say? Was it Taylor? T- uh, maybe. That sounds oh, right. You're probably right. October 10th because of the Pokemon Blue release in Japan. October 30th because of the Pokemon Ranger release in the US. And December 31st because it's uh, New Year's Eve. It also does it on the player's birthday. There are, oh, it only does it, it only does it on the player's birthday in X and Y and Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon, both at the Frost Cannon Cavern and then the Mount Lanakila, uh snow area, respectively. But Diamond Dust is a, is, it's interesting. I'm a fan. I, I really like it. Is it so? Is it just shinier? Like I, I really don't know what diamond dust is. So it, it's like, uh, yeah, it's more sparkly than regular snow. So like you see the snow and it's just following. The other one kind of just it's like glittery. If that makes but sense. How it's does it glittery. compare to acid rain? <laughs> Since we're talking Gen Four, this is like this is like a stupid mechanic that I am very. Like, I've just remembered for, like, the past 13 years, like, I really thought it was neat, and I never mm-hmm. had an excuse to talk about it until today, so. So, it's just really interesting. It, it's just, it's sparkling dust that's falling instead of normal light snow. That's all. That's cool. It's just really interesting, and it's been programmed in, it was, it's mostly a di- Diamond and Pearl thing. It does happen in Heart, Cold, Soul, Silver. It's just Diamond and Pearl, I think, has a more recognizable snowy area than yeah. oh, pretty yeah. much anywhere else, honestly. Like, we have that one ice route kind of in in sword and shield and i would say crown tundra is probably more memorable almost than so- snow point city yes snow point city i remember it's whatever the place is in so- sword i have no idea what that ice 
route or town is. Yes. Honestly, a lot of Pokemon after Gen 4. I think Gen 5 is memorable just because Gen 5 had a good story to go along with it. Yeah. If, you were talking, if we're talking like Gen 6, Gen 7, Gen 8, all three of those, I think, have a big problem of characters that you don't really know. I, I think Gen 8 did a better job with character development in general. Of all characters, I think a lot more characters are recognizable because, I mean, the who's Ramos like meme that we have is literally the root of this problem. We don't know who Ramos is because who cares? You don't care who Ramos is. He's just the guy you have to beat at the end of the gym. He's never shows up outside of that spot. Exactly. Yeah, see him again. I, I like I like Ramos. I feel like next time we all get together, there should be a thatch cosplay of Ramos. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I can dream. I want people to know what I'm cosplaying as. Okay. <laughs> I think Snowpoint City is like one of the more recognizable ones because a lot of things happen in Snowpoint City as well. I mean, that's also where Roger Gigas is at in Diamond and Pearl. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's just an overall recognizable thing. And I think it's also, like P. Mickey said, just going through the slog of that entire route. It's an achievement to reach it. Yes. That route beforehand is a slog. It, it is really a slog. It reminded me of that route. There's the, right at the end of Sword and Shield, Um, there's the snow route. And I was so disappointed because I really thought it was going to be part two of that. I the wish. one where, like, right at the end that you get to, like, uh, Winden with. And, like, you go through, like, what? It's called Route 217. This is the route we are we are describing. Route yes. 217. Just as a heads up. And then so it's route 10 in Sword and Shield. I thought like it'd be like a mountain pass, like it'd be like a very tough mm-hmm. to do route. And it's just a straightaway. Yeah, I, well, was so disappointed. I would say that's the case with most of the routes in Diamond and or not in Diamond in Sword and Shield. In Sword and Shield. Yeah. I was just wanted to be like have my feet caught in the snow again. I wanted it to be like wind windy and full of trainers and just mm-hmm. painful to get through. I want to not be a- able to see trainers in the snow. I think we wanted that from any yes. route in Sword and Shield is to be windy and full of trainers. <laughs> well, I miss I like, the was... whole like gimmick they have where it's like, oh, we were hiding in the snow and now we're just here to fight you. <laughs> that was way easier to do in the sprite based form, I think. Yes. Because it's yeah. easier to just to be like, oh, look, a little pixel man popped up out of the snow. <laughs> uh, compared to like, there's a 3D model that popped out, and I think that breaks the immersion a little bit. You can have like snowman on the routes, and then a guy just pops out of a 3D snowman. Be like, That's hey, we're terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> That's absolutely terrifying. Could you imagine? Yes. I think that would instill fear. Like if I were 10 years old and I experienced that in a video game, that would instill so much fear into me of just snowmen in general. I don't know. I kind of like it. You see a snowman in somebody's yard and you're just like, there might be a man in there, you know? <laughs> or even like a younger kid just to like run up and start punching a snowman to free the man inside of it or something. I don't know. That would be great. I think it would be perfect. I oh, would have uh, loved if uh, Darmanit, if you like, could have enga- encountered like a Darmanitan, like the, yes. the whatever the form is. And like, I just want to be able to like click on what looks like a snowman and then it just catches on fire and starts battling you. That would have been fun, but it didn't happen. In our DLC, we're going to have snowman Zen mode Darmanitan for Galarian Darmanitan. It'll be like our Diglett mission, our, our Alolan Diglett mission. You know, you just find the snowman. <laughs> And you find the snowman. The, All right, then can we also get like the Delibird racing? Okay, so that was my favorite thing from Isle of Armor was like the slowpoke chase. Yeah. Yes. And we didn't get an equivalent in Crown Tundra, and I was a little bummed. So I kind of want like either like, to be like a mini game esque type thing, how we have like Mantine Surf in like mm-hmm. Ultra Sun and Moon. Oh man, I miss you're I, just I miss you're just a little like Delibird, and you like slide down like a slope. Mm. to get to the bottom and you can like collect items or cool points and tricks and whatnot they've tried to do this in to various forms of success 
in a I'm lot of like games. I'm thinking like that Super Mario 64 level where you ch- where you race the penguin. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's what I'm thinking yes, of. Yes, yes, yes. But with Deli Bird, that's exactly with Deli Bird. Yeah, like time that's trials or maybe just maybe you could play online with a friend and race them. Yo, time mm. trials would be awesome. <laughs> Don't be too hopeful here, Mickey. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of ifs and maybes in that sentence. There's a lot of ifs. We can't get spectator mode. Do you think they're going to let us race Deli Bird? <laughs> we can't even get a timer more than 20 minutes, and you think they'll let us race Deli Bird. But yeah, Quad's right about that Mantine thing, though. Like, that was actually, like, a really fun addition in um, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Like, it's like an activity just to do it to pass the time a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I'm sad we didn't have, like, a, a travel activity like that in Sword and Shield. I, I don't want it as a travel activity. I want it as its own separate little like mini game with its own rewards because after a while it's all right, that's the best way you can get What BP Claude wants right that. now is he just wants Poke Park Poke Park 3. That's what he wants. Uh, what I want Poke Park 3. I want Pokemon Revolutions and Stadium I 2. I think people all are, one. Yeah, people are just dying for some Pokemon mini games. It's been so long since we had like mini games. Oh, it has uh, been the, so the long. The Pokathlon would have been great to bring back. We can make it snow themed. Ooh, yes. That's really what I want. I think it'd be interesting to do something like that. I do like the snowman thing, though. Like, the idea of, like, the Galarian Darmanitan being out in the snow. Are you going to bunch of Galarian Darmanitans and you have to spot the differences between them? Some kind of equivalent to, like, the underground dungeon you see in Gen 5. Mm-hmm. But instead, there's the other Zen mode Darmanitan. You have the Galarian, the Galarian Zen mode Darmanitan. And then you can drop down into a pit and do some small dungeon to go get... I don't know. Who's, like, a big ice type boy? Avalug. Mammo Swine. Let's get something cool. Like, Mammo Swine is probably the closest thing, maybe. I'm looking to see if there's a cooler Pokemon we can get. A Glass Cheer. There we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Frostmoth. There we go. We can put Frostmoth, Frostmoth down there. Actually, the cooler one, in my opinion, would be putting Lapras there. Because going back to Thatch's love of them doing specific events on specific days, I still really like I, Gen 2 is like the king of that. Yeah, Friday Lapras. And in, if that were to ever design a Pokemon Pokemon game, if I ever had the opportunity to design something like that, I would incorporate far more of those into it. And so like Friday Night Lapras would be a thing where you could go down to that cave every Friday and there'd be a Lapras spawn. Driftling like was that. one of my favorite. In yep, that was also Friday in it, front of the Valley Wind Yeah, I remember that. I, I love getting that drift loom, especially the first time I accidentally ran it. Because as a kid, you didn't have the internet, really. So like when you ran into those things for the first mm-hmm. time accidentally, oh, glorious. No, it's so cool. I, I, I really like those types of things. I wish there was something that was different every day for you to go do in Pokemon. Like, hey, this yes. is a thing that only happens on Mondays. This is a thing that only happens on Tuesdays. Stuff like You're that. You're missing your dailies for Pokemon. I do miss dailies. I'm also an Animal Crossing fan, and Animal Crossing sold more copies than Sword and Shield. Just throwing it out there. Maybe we, uh, maybe we just get a little bit, uh, Animal Crossing love into the Pokemans. And <laughs> <laughs> the whole part is to design a DLC, right? We're designing it. It's going to have a little bit of thatch in there, right? I mean, I think the big thing is you want to have, like, some fun mini games. You want to have an interesting mm-hmm. story that leads up to, like, something cool to catch, whether that's a new Pokemon or, like, some kind of event. Cause you, you think I, yeah. back to Isle of Armor, it's, it was just like the new Pokemon that came in, plus like Urshifu. I've just realized also that that Sword and Shield has almost every single Ice type Pokemon that exists, except yeah. I was going to say, what's missing? Dugong, Dugong, <laughs> Dugong, and Cast Form. I'm surprised wow. Cast Form isn't in Sword and Shield. I'm not. It has forms. So this is true. They uh, didn't like. Forms. Okay, tell me, tell me one Pokemon that has more than two forms. Silvalley. Uh, oh, and Crabominable. That's true. Silvalley yeah. has more than... Okay, not not, not talking about, like, 
palette swaps, I'm talking about two different forms, forms having more Kirim. than three forms. Kiram is separate. So those are separate Pokemon. Those don't okay. Um, so we've got Rotom, and then we've got nothing. Basculin. Ro- Rotom Valley forms. Cast to get in. Uh, Basculin has two. Okay. Sword and Shield doesn't have any Pokemon that are that have uh, like Alcremi. crazy numbers. Alcremie's uh, Alcremie's <laughs> a Gen eight Pokemon. Different sprites. They're mostly palette swaps. Okay. Um. There's got to be an answer to this. There is. There is because they kept them out. Because there was a modeling issue, hence why we had like we had Dexit to begin with. <laughs> like, am I the only one that misses Wormadam? No, I miss it. That's fine. All right, we should have some like Ice type. All the Ice type gym leaders should be there. All of them. I'm not even. I'm gonna leave none of them out. I want that would ice be really type. fun if you like walk into a house and it's just all the Ice type gym leaders sitting around a table having oh, like you a fire with like hot cocoa. That would be so silly. I, it'd be great. Oh, we gather once a year to go on our annual retreat into the mountains. It changes which one based on season. It changes which one based on day. Boom. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like the Cynthia event in um that one bay in Gen Yeah, like in Andela Bay. Yeah. Andela Bay, yeah. Where you could just kind of like encounter someone. I miss, they didn't do enough of that because it, it showed up a bit in Gen 7. Um, and, mm-hmm. But like having old gym leaders from previous generations yeah. just kind of like show up and hang so, out. And like Crown Tundra made so much sense for some of them to come show up in. So like see a lot. Gen 5 had the world tournament. Why can't we bring that to like the Galar Star tournament? Just add in all of the other gym leaders. I have a counterpoint to this because I was thinking about it the same way you guys are. I was just like, man, that would have been really cool to bring back some of those old trainers. So like I, I'm on the show all the time. But then we sit there and we go, man, I wish Pokemon would stop hinging on all of this old content and try to make something good, good and new. So it's, it's kind of like the Star Wars issue, right? Where everybody mm-hmm. hated The Last Jedi because they tried to do something new. Well, everybody in quotes because they were trying to do something new and they weren't holding like, on to the old stuff enough. So it's kind of like this catch 22 where they can either do something brand new or they can do something that celebrates the old but not both yeah honestly i was okay with that because it's just like yeah let these characters shine a little bit more let the new characters shine more because maybe they're more memorable i think they are as a result i think that's why i can name more gym leaders from gen 8 than i can name gym leaders from gen 6 or trial captains from gen 7 yes exactly and i think that's why because they're far more memorable in that regard and and they're really pushing them and so I don't keep going, oh, man, I want to see red and I want to see blue. This is true. I think the place to really celebrate them is if you're going to do remakes. I think if you do remakes, remakes should be the celebration of the old. And yes. then if you're going to make a new game in that generation like Sword and Shield, celebrate the new things that you made. I, I, that's kind of where I came to as a Pokemon fan. And like, I mean, my, my opinions of the Pokemon fandom in the past year and a half or so have like definitely evolved so i i think that's the kind of way you go with it but like if we're doing a dlc i think it'd be cool i, I think it'd be cool to drop some of them in like sprinkle it in i think the story of sun and moon did it best back in gen 4 they did it really well as uh on top of that where they kind of just like sprinkle in like one character that's just like you need to surf here and then that's it <laughs> yep oh was that like grimsley or something like that yeah they do that with grimsley and sun and moon and they also do that with uh with jasmine in gen 4 oh that's yeah. right i after, remember that like what's it volkner's gym like right before they leave yeah after you beat volkner's gym she's just like here have waterfall yeah oh i'm on vacation right now have fun yep she's like here you go here's a waterfall 
I also like that because there was a nice like prelude to Heart Gold and Soul Silver remakes are coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. They didn't hype it up too much. There were a couple of things that were convincing when that was coming out, but not everything that people were saying was just like, yeah, it's totally happening. I think Jasmine's an example of that because we obviously didn't get Gen 5 remakes or anything when Grimsley showed up. But that's the thing yeah. is I think we need like in the DLC, there has to be something hinting to the next game. Because I think that's the most fun to be like, you know oh, there's a little teaser that. here. Whether it's like, whether you know about it or not, it's like, oh, that's odd. And we just happened to see like all of the like Sinnoh gym leaders gathered in one location on this one specific day. No, I think that would be really cool uh, right. to do that. I mean, I would love to see a world tournament again. I yeah. think, like I said, if you do it, you do it during the remake, though, and you don't do it during the uh, the real game. Well, I don't think you have it as a base game. I think that's a, its own separate DLC. Like, yeah, I can oh, see yeah, them, like, so. Pokemon being like, all right, we're doing the Pokemon tournament remake. It's going to be, like, Battle Revolution-style battles, but all the characters are going to be all the gym leaders and notable characters from all of the games, and mm-hmm. you can go through it all. Okay, I see what you want. I, well, I just want Battle Revolution again. Well, Battle Revolution was essentially just a Battle Frontier. It was just, it was basically just a simulator for battling Pokemon. Yeah, but it was a Battle Frontier if you did like the stadiums. Yes. It was just Battle Frontier. And now, okay, with that being a DLC. Yeah. That would be great. Yep. I am as well. We'll just include that in our holiday Christmas DLC. More, it's fine. more little uh, action. <laughs> like, was it Baby Park that where you can only go in with like level five, like baby Pokemon? I still, I like, I like the snowman thing. I'm not going to get off of that for a while. No, the snowman thing was great. <laughs> I think that's a missed opportunity. I mean, they had so many things like that in Gen 7. It like, could fall apart and you have to put it back together. Find the missing pieces of the snowman. Ooh. Because they had something oh. like that in Gen 5 with the with the uh, Zen Vogue, didn't they? Like where you had to like go engage with the statues or you could engage with the statues to like battle them oh, in Gen they, 5. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's man. like a little kid the wanting snowballs? to make a snowman. Oh, yeah. The kid building a snowman, you build a snowman, it ends up being a Galarian Darmanite. <laughs> that would be great. And it battles you immediately oh. after. That's hilarious. I'm I'm more for that than I should be. <laughs> Missed opportunities. All right. That's where we're going to end it. I'm going to end it there. I'm going to cut it there. Uh, but I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to ask you guys what you would put in your own holiday DLC later today for the next mailbag. I like that. But we're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back at you guys with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> episode and welcome to the mail or not the mail the pokemon of the episode the pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 435 skuntank the skunk pokemon and claude didn't get it claude didn't get a pokedex entry so i got it it's shield pokedex entry says it digs holes in the ground to make its nest the stench of the fluid it lets fly from the tip of its tail is extremely potent it stinks both it's, physically it's and and in competitive. Um, no, no, uh, no. He he uh, is a beautiful skunky boy. He is my friend. Man, his shiny used to be cooler. His shiny is disgusting. The shinies in sprite form used to be way more vibrant. I miss it. All right. Yeah. So his base stat total is four seventy nine. I guess that's something. Oh god. Base HP of one hundred three. Base attack in ninety three. I'm. This is smelling like a PU Pokemon. P U. It's cousin and is. You see the joke? Did you get the joke? Okay, and then defense is sixty-seven. Good. Special attack is seventy-one. Special defense is sixty-one. And speed of 80, 84. 84 speed's actually not a bad place to be. 
No, it's a weird. It's actually a very good speed tier because you're ahead of all the base eighties. That's a decent speed tier to be in. I know. Base eighties a, a lot of Pokemon. Base eighty four is nifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually the one good thing about it. The one good thing about Skun Tank. It's type combination. Can't yes. type combination. The the yeah. poison dark combo is not bad. It I just think Drapion wears it better. And Muck wears it best. And Alolan Muck wears it best. Too bad Muck yes. isn't here anymore. I miss Muck. So do I. I miss Muck. I think a lot of people miss Muck. <laughs> Skun Tank is like bizarre because it gets defog and most people don't realize that it gets defog. Yes, it does. It also gets nasty plot and like all the fire moves because yes. skunks. Yes. It is, uh, it's fun in that way. So we have a BSS team for you today, but before we do that, I do want to give honorable mention to its role in the PU tier, where it just hits hard like a truck with nasty plot. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you too can run a PU scum tank with nasty plot, dark pull, sludge bomb, and maybe fire blast holding while you're holding black sludge, having the aftermath ability, and you can run yourself timid and or modest, depending on how fast you want to be. Mm-hmm. So, and then 252 special attack and 252 speed, really capitalizing that 71 special attack stat. You know, it does work when it needs to. (laughs) It does work when it needs Uh, to. And and the reason I say that is because it gets foul play, and foul play doesn't care how strong you are. It only cares about how strong what you're hitting is. That is true. That is true. Very true. I do agree with that. It does have two abilities in Aftermath, uh, which just, I think, what does it do? It's, uh, yeah... The attacking Pokemon takes 25% of its own maximum HP. So it's essentially like a free curse damage after it gets knocked out. Only if it's hit with a contact move, though. If it's not hit with contact. It's... Or you can have Stench, uh, which doesn't do anything in battle. What does Stench do? I think it keeps away encounters. It keeps away encounters in game. Brilliant. Brilliant. Who needs repels when you can just have a Skun Tank? Yeah. All right, but we do have that BSS team for you today, so let's jump into that. All right. I'll let uh, Claude start with his precious Skun Tank. So we found a great Skun Tank team. Now, if any of you remember, I am a big proponent of Skun Tank. Back when we found it for VGC, uh, the same guy has come up with a Battle Spot singles team with Skun Tank, and this time it's Mono Poison, because we have to end the year on a good note. And that being Skun Tank. So this Skun Tank has a bunch of crazy EVs. Uh, it has 116 in HP, 4 in attack, 204 in defense, 180 in special defense, and 4 in speed. Um, while it's holding a Shuckaberry, and it is in, uh, an impish nature. Now you may be thinking, what could this Skun Tank possibly be doing? Well, let me tell you. It has Foul Play, Acid Spray, Sucker Punch, and Scary Face. Now, this hits a couple of different uh, bars. It guaranteed lives any hit from Lando after the Shuckleberry. So, even if it goes big and goes for Max Quake, I'm pretty, it should still live. Um, a Jolly Cinderace Max Pyro Ball cannot kill it uh, with Life Orb. An Adamant One has a 37.5% chance to kill. Scarf Dracovish Jolly has only a 6.25% uh, chance to kill kill it. Um, a plus one Meteor Beam from Nihilego only has a 6.25% chance to kill it. So a lot of this is like, very low chances for things that expect to kill it can't. And you have the option between Sucker Punch, Foul Play, Acid Spray, or just Scary Facing and making it useless. 
So it, it puts in a lot more work than expected, and for a mono-poison team, you need to have something that can counteract uh, psychic types that are prevalent in the meta. Um, so that's why you have Skun Tank. And the other big issue for mono-poison is ground. And that's why we have Galarian Weezing. With 244 HP, 180 defense, 4 special attack, 44 special defense, and uh, 36 speed. Uh, I know that 36 speed is specifically for any base 60, so it's faster than all base 60s if they don't have anything in it. Um, with a bold nature, uh, with strange team, strange steam, clear smog, will-o'-wisp, and taunt. So, ability is levitate, so you can live any hits, uh, has the agua of berry that it's holding. Yeah, it's just your standard, oh, I'm gonna run something with levitate, um, has a bunch of special, has a couple special defense in there, uh, I think for, Cresselia, so it can't just like psychic and kill you. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a bulky boy. It does what it needs to do. It's good against stall. Mm-hmm. This is basically your stall counter for battle spot singles because you have taunt. And clear smog is always just nice to have. No boosts. No, no boosts. Boost. No boost. Also on the team, we've got a Tenacruel with a Focus Sash. Uh, 252 special attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed, and a timid nature. Most people don't realize, but Tenacruel has a 100 base speed stat, so it can actually do some things in terms of uh, going fast. Tenacruel is way better than it has any right to be. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason Tenacruel should be as good as it is sometimes. Uh, we're not very good at using it, as you'll see on the video, but it's got a really nice role against t- handling Landorus because... It outspeeds Landorus with that speed stat set up uh, with Timid Nature and 2 because Landorus is only 91 speed stat. But just in case it's Scarfed, we've got Icy Wind, which hits him for quad damage and will lower his speed stat, so we absolutely will be faster than him again. Uh, Scald for Burns and Stab, Sludge Bomb for Poison and Stab, Hydro Pump for good old Stab. Uh, so it goes fast, it hits harder than you'd expect it to hit, and... What Lando might think it has a really favorable matchup, like for easy one hit against Tentacruel because its defense stat kind of sucks, but that Focus Sash can be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've played a couple of times where the Lando either will stay in and go for rocks if it's carrying rocks, or mm-hmm. if it is Scarfed, it'll just click Earthquake, and then you can just click Hydro Pump and it goes down, too. So like there yeah. are many options, and depending on what you want to do, and it's like, well, I just lost my the best counter to this team. And now, like, most people don't bring usually more than one ground type to a team, or more than mm-hmm. one, like, steel type. So it's like, if you can get rid of that one thing, you're in such an advantageous situation. Yep. Very true. Also on the team, we've got Neheligo with the power, because that's the best item for Neheligo to run these days. Mm-hmm. 4 HP, 76 defense, 172 special attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed. That sounds really wonky, but it's pretty straightforward. It's a timid nature. Uh, the big thing is, we want... When it gets a KO, we want the Beast Boost to activate a speed boost because the Meteor Beam is going to give us a special attack boost. So Neheligo can turn into a very powerful thing off of one attack where it uses the Meteor Beam, gets the special attack boost, gets a KO, gets the speed boost, it's off to the races. Uh, Sludge mm-hmm. Wave, Stealth Rock, in case you have a weird opportunity to put rocks up early game, but is not very bulky, so it's caution. I, I'm always wary of hazard set, setting in BSS in general. Yeah. I, I think it, I think a lot of the times it's a waste of time. I don't think I've clicked Stealth Rocks before, and I part of me really wishes that it was Thunderbolt. But yeah, yeah I think it should be swapped to something like Thunderbolt or something like. I, I think I mean it's an option. You can you can obviously yeah, yeah. do it yourself and make it an option. Yeah, and then it has Grass Knot to round it out, which has a couple of helpful things. Uh, things like um, oh god, Hip Howden. 
Hippowdon and Swampert are the two things that it yeah. just destroys. Gastron, even, even though it's not that big, the Grass Knot can be very effective still in dealing with Gastron because of that mm-hmm. quad weakness. But, bless, be aware, uh, Grass Knot does not work on Dynamax Pokemon. We learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. It does not. I have also learned that lesson. It's a womp womp. <laughs> so, to finish out the team, they gave me the easy ones. We've got Naganadel with a weakness policy. Beast Boost, obviously. 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed, Timid Nature, so you're going fast like Sonic. And you've got Draco Meteor, Sludge Wave, Fire Blast, and Endure, mostly so that you can set off the proc of the weakness policy if you know that there's an incoming ground attack and you're going to be able to outspeed next turn and be able to hit with your plus two special attack. And that's Nutso's, it's Naganadel. Naganadel's always good. And speaking of going fast, we also have Scolipede with a Life Orb with Speed Boost. We've got 232 attack, 252 speed, adamant nature, because you're going to just keep getting speed boost, so who cares? You're running all of the moves, uh, Mega Horns, Earthquake, Swords Dance, and Rock Slide. I think those are honestly the only moves it gets that matter. Maybe a Poison Jab, but you've got other Poison types everywhere exactly. else. Exactly. That and then Protect is the other one that you might want. Protect I wouldn't be against, only so you get to turn one speed boost. But Great, you can just go big and do max guard. Exactly, yeah, you could just go big, and you'll probably be fine anyway. We did that one game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we did, against the Charizard. Hmm. We max guarded so we could hit it with max rockfall after getting the speed boost. That makes sense. Glorious. That makes sense. I, I would recommend that as well. But yeah, if you want to use this team too in Battle Spot Singles, you can go ahead and throw it into your into your game. We'll have the rental team up over on the Discord server. Yeah, and check out our video, because we had a lot of fun with this. And check out the videos, yes. But until then, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Send in your emails! Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is a part of the show where we read your emails on the show. All you have to do is send one into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If it's good, we'll read it. Um, we typically pick three each week. There are typically a ton. My New Year's resolution is to start doing extended mailbags. However, it is still 2020. Yeah, so we'll try to get them posted in the unread emails section. I, I really want to do extended mailbags as like a YouTube thing. I think it, it went over really well the one time I did it for funsies. And I'd like to do yeah, it Yeah, during like the charity stream or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'd, like I'd like to do it again. I, I think it's really good. And I want to give people the opportunity to have their voice and their opinion heard. Yeah. So... On that note, though, uh, this segment is always, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Uh, with the special peppermint flavor out for the holidays. Ooh! Yay! Please don't drink it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if we're going to get started. Last week, we asked you guys, what Pokemon would you like to have around the house? And I'm very excited to see what you guys come up with. So... Our first one is going to be from Trainer Sleeve. Claude, you got this. Hey, everybody. Sleeve here with some thoughts on this week's mailbag topic. Now, there aren't many Pokemon I can imagine being suited to indoor living, given size restraints and the fact that some literally have scythes for hands, but there are a few little rascals I see potential benefits in. Roly-Coly. Who needs central heating when you've got a flame body Roly-Coly in your living room? You better keep them clean, though, or you'll end up with soot all over your carpet. I would like to interject, if you don't have central heating, your pipes may freeze. <laughs> mm-hmm. Heliolisk. This little guy has a dex entry 
stating it can generate enough electricity to power a skyscraper. More than enough to, uh, to mean you can stop paying that pesky energy company for extraordinary fees for power. Also, more efficient than Magnemite and Pikachu, both of whom we've seen run out of electricity before. So no power cuts for me, please. Smeargle, want to redecorate? Then look no further. This bizarre-looking Pokemon will take on all the painting and decorating work you can desire. Who needs Extreme Makeover Home Edition now? Smeargle gave me a fancy duck egg colored living room. Duck egg covered? Colored? colored. Duck egg. <laughs> That's the, that is the weirdest way I've ever heard somebody say the term off-white. Um, <laughs> yep. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you with these three examples, but I'm sure there's a Pokemon out there to replace most of your household bills. Living off the grid with Pokemon seems like a very attainable lifestyle, when you think about it. Anyways, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Take care and keep warm. That's very true. You could live off the grid with Pokemon. That's not my intention, because I like living within walking distance of a KFC. Oh, (laughs) oh, that's your go-to. It's, uh, I can't live without this KFC. Never heard. Of actually, anyone say I that. actually never go to KFC. I mean, I live I live much closer to a couple of other things as well. Like, there's a local burrito place that I go to, and I frequent much more frequent uh, much more often. Yo, burrito! It's like so. It's like Chipotle, but local, and it's better in my opinion. But we can we can have that argument another day. <laughs> All right. Hey, Thatch and other awesome puckle peeps that are on the show today. That's Claude and P. Mickey. Uh, you can always find out by going to the Discord, and in general, there's a there's a uh, pinned message that will take you to a link with the co-host sign-up sheet so you can see who signed up for that week oh it's lucifer i oops sorry i saw dunsparce in there i assumed it was dunsparce gang uh it's lucifer here from the discord and i've been listening to the show since the start of the year since it's been my first year working full-time out of university i don't want to delve into my story but working full-time has certainly been an eye-opener into the real world and early on i had some really tough days here and there You'll be glad to know that when it really came down to listening to the pod, it came down to it. Listening to the podcast helped me deal with the stresses of my job, like a ray of light coming down from Arceus has split the heavens. Anyways, on to the topics at hand. My ideal household Pokemon. Now, Pokemon is one of the most important aspects of my life, and if they existed, I highly doubt that would change. So I wanted a Pokemon that would make sure my Switch would never run out of battery. Let me tell you a little something about Heliolisk. Everybody wants Heliolisk. I'm noticing a theme. Um, his Pokemon Shield entry reads, One Heliolisk basking in the sun with its frill outspread is all it would take to produce enough in- electricity to power a city. We went from skyscraper to city, by the way. Depends Pokemon how big entries. the skyscraper and how small the city. Yes. Uh, now I live in set- the sunny city of Melbourne and a Pokemon that could easily charge your house and a neighbor's electricity grid for the next couple of weeks on any particular sunny day sounds like a dream. You would need batteries to store that. Just just a heads up. And if I was ever out and about and needed to charge my switch battery or phone or anything, my mate Heliolisk would be by my side. How do you... Okay, but how do you get the electricity out of the Heliolisk into the phone? You have a charger attached to the Heliolisk tail straight into the phone. I feel like there's amperage and voltage th- things to really worry about. I'm just saying, as an electrical... Yeah. This is why you engineer. get an Elekid. You just plug them in. You already <laughs> got the piece. Yes, Elekid's much easier. Um, they can also run 100 yards in 5 seconds, so I leave food in the oven that's about to burn. Heliolisk can quickly turn it off for me, and so on. I don't know if it could turn corners that fast, though. <laughs> goes through the wall i have also been trying to get my hand at bitcoin bitcoin mining as of late and electricity costs are the most major factor when it comes to profitability 
I would also like to have my Dunsparce around the house just because it's my favorite Pokemon. Maybe I can teach it tricks, like flying over short distances or sneaking up on people using its mazes of holes or something. I love the show, and I will see you on the flip-flop. There's a lot of logistics with the Heliolisk thing that I have problems with. That's all I'm but saying. But the Dunsparce, you could definitely teach it to like, fly a short distance. <laughs> Did, I mean, I think, doesn't it already do that? Just flies a yeah. short distance and... Man, Heliolisk, I like, okay, so, like, as a guy who does electronics for a living, I'm worried about, like, the amperage and the voltage requirements for some objects. Like, Heliolisk might destroy your phone if it puts out the wrong current. I'm just saying. I mean, you can put, like, a voltage regulator on his tail or something like that, but then you're carrying a voltage regulator around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, just, just a heads up, guys. Not all electricity is created equal. Yeah, I can see it being one of those things where, like, oh, the Heliolisk goes into its machine, opens its things, does a big electricity blast, and, like, all right, cool, you're set for, like, a week. That and then might it work. Just comes back. It's like a Again, job. okay, logistical problems number two that Thatch has with the Heliolisk. The batteries. Okay? That's a lot of batteries. That's <laughs> a lot of batteries This is the Pokemon world. Anybody can, like, this is different. You have to remember, this is not real life. No, this was the point, is what Pokemon would you like around your real-life home? Yes, and if there was a Heliolisk, they'd create a big enough battery. I believe it. I'm not going to talk to you about this since I know the specifics of battery technology. <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't which is why this is a great argument. I'm not Bill Nye, okay? I'm not Bill Nye, and I'm not going to go on But you are a science guy. I, I am a science guy. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're the puckle science guy. I did see somebody on the survey said that Thatch is a nuclear physicist. They're afraid is going to do, like destroy the world or something. One, I'm not a nuclear physicist. I am a condensed matter physicist. There is a difference. One is much more hireable than the other. That being At condensed matter. it's not theoretical. I did not want to be a theor- theorist. Most theorists actually don't go into physics when they like get out of grad school. You end up going to like work on wall street and write an algorithm and that's about it that's like that's your life afterwards yeah most most, like there's a lot of people with phds in physics not all of them go into science after they're done with their phd it's a it's a thing and the one that typically does is the one that i'm in so just throw that out there all right i digress we're done with science talk we're on to slow king braveheart hi thatch and glorious co-hosts i come from the far northern ireland isle uh, not yet listed on our Galler. <laughs> That's so true, though. Part of the IPA, which is the Irish Pokemon Army, fighting from our sovereignty from the oppressive grips of Chairman Rose and the elites of the Galar region. God, this is awful. My name is Sloking Braveheart. <laughs> um, I just want to start off this email by thanking Thatch and all the glorious co-hosts for the weeks of Pokemon knowledge recorded throughout the years. I have been officially listening to this podcast for almost six months now and love every episode and exploring archives from episodes past. Always fun to listen to earlier episodes where the hosts have more free form in their topic discussions, and thus why I really enjoy the latest episodes of the shows and the prompt to write in. I'm glad we're getting to his Pokemon preferences because we can address some of our Heliolisk issues. Uh, there yes. would be several Pokemon I would like to keep around the house if possible. One would definitely, definitely be Rotom, which is the proper electricity choice. Yes. Right. Uh, he can embody all the things. He can cook your food for you. He can set the stove to what you need it to be at, or he can go power up your phone or fix your TV. Or if he doesn't like you, he can ruin everything. Or yes. he can ruin everything. Treat your Rotom right, and you have all your electricity problems solved. Yeah. I agree with the co-host that having a multi-purpose hardware Pokemon like Rotom would help with almost any problem one would run across. 
I think it would be pretty cool to have a dialogue <laughs> chilling around. He went from rational to irrational. Very yeah, fast. like that. That one from that one from like that one from like five to a hundred real fast. <laughs> so you could just perfect one's time management by simply controlling time itself. Uh, finally, I would love to have a Mew. I just feel like it'd be a good friend and cause some good mischief together guess we will never know so he was one for three on pokemon yeah in in terms <laughs> really? of reasonableness i feel yeah i feel like the mew you can replace with just a cat and that would feel I'd the like same i'd like to uh catch giratina so i can warp and distort reality at will <laughs> um these people are just like yeah i'd like to wear the infinity gauntlet so i could do whatever i want but you know i'd also just like to have like a ferret because yeah i think it would be a fun kind of cat that's, I feel you like could, that's what he wants with Mew is we'd be good friends and we cause some mischief like a cat. You could have a ferret. You could you could just buy a ferret. <laughs> I know. It's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. That's it's okay. They are. They are the same thing. No, one's a Pokemon. One can no surf. One can't. <laughs> one can no surf. I can't shove the CD down the throat of my pet ferret. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, okay, final lines from him. Really appreciate the whole Puckle community for accepting and helping me thus far since I have joined. I have been looking for a space with people who love Pokemon as much as I do, and I'm glad to know I have finally found that space. Uh, would love to continue participating in gym battles, even though I'm not that good yet, and would love to meet everyone post-COVID. Uh, thank you all for all you do, and please consider joining the IPA. <laughs> Catch you on the flip-flop. Slowking Braveheart. All right. Well, thank you for that, everybody. We really appreciate all these emails, as always. Uh, if you want to write into us next week, you can always write into us at PucklePodcast at gmail.com, letting us know uh, what was the topic today. What would you like to put into your holiday-themed DLC or just a DLC package that you would make it in general? Like, what kind of, like, little encounter? Maybe we can make a really cool Puckle package and, like, write it up and somebody that's not me send can send it to, to Shinichi Masada. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, hey, make this. Masuda. <laughs> All right. But also Green Taurus Badge. Did you guys like any of these today? Uh, I laughed the most at, uh, at, uh, at Sloking Bravehearts. At Sloking Braveheart. Sloking Braveheart, you get the Green Taurus Badge and it'll only get reset in uh, two weeks. So have fun while it lasts. You can enjoy the chat while it lasts. Enjoy the chat <laughs> while it lasts. I don't know if that's going to last either. We just did it kind of as a joke. All right. So if you want to keep up with Puckle throughout the week, you guys can always just jump over on the Discord where we're doing the advent calendar until Christmas. Um, and also probably a Christmas Day giveaway and maybe a Boxing Day giveaway. Huh? 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 And maybe that's the good way to get your shiny Genesect from the survey if we hit 150 responses. We really appreciate that, though, if you could do that. Um, if you want more Puckly goodness throughout the week, I always forget to say this, but check out Puckle Plus. We have another feed over on wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can listen to Puckle Plus where we have Game Corner, which is just like more trivia. We have Battlecast, we've got TCG Cast, and we've also got Trivia Rewind, um, which is a pet project of Sigma's that I, I thoroughly enjoy. We get to go over old trivia from past episodes that a lot of you probably haven't listened to. <laughs> yeah, lots of good trivia in there. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate it. But yeah, is to make sure you do that. But also, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can also follow us over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast, where I stream every Thursday. And uh, we're going to talk to Claude and a few other people, and we'll get another day set up for you guys, hopefully in 2021, so that we can get two days of Puckle stream goodness 
flying around. Yeah. Yeah. And you can come and hang out with us. And then you can also check out the YouTube channel where Claude and P. McGee do the Pokemon of the episode over at youtube.com slash podcast. You can also, and there should be more video content to come. We just haven't really strategized that out for 2021 as of yet. And then you can, of course, follow along with, uh, with us everywhere. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can do so by going over to... Uh, going over to Twitch, dropping a Twitch Prime subscription, going to TeePublic, which which we have the link in the show notes. Buying something over there always supports the show. Or you could just donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where you can get things like access to the Patreon backers chat on our Discord. You can also get access to some of the free Pokemon give or some of the Pokemon giveaways we're doing on the on the Discord server as well. So on that note though, um I think that's everything that I usually say. I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been P McGee. And I've been Claude Nine. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. It's closing time in Lavender Town. Time to say our goodbyes. It's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.